This is the Daniel Alonzo Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm a 20-year entrepreneur, investor, and business coach. I've spoken in front of over 300,000 people and been featured in Success Magazine. I became a millionaire at 24. I saved a million dollars in cash by age 28. And I am going to personally help you get totally, absolutely financially independent by creating massive passive income. Join me now. Welcome to the Wealth on the Beach podcast. My name is Daniel Alonzo and I am your host. Today, we have another one of the greats. You know, every single week I bring to you some of the best minds, some of the most uh, influential leaders in American business and actually North American business, really. This is episode number 36 and I'm with today my special guest, Spencer Chambers. Uh, He's a successful entrepreneur, speaker, and author, and also CEO of the Chambers Organization. Under his leadership, the organization has built a portfolio of managing multi-millions of dollars in investment properties. Through his strategic expertise in investment sales and building, he's directly handled over $100 million in real estate. And so we're so happy that you're here with us today. I appreciate your time very much. But before I get this thing rocking, I want to ask him one question. Why did you hate construction? So thank you. Before we start, thank you for having me on the show. My pleasure, honor. I can't believe I'm here. But um, I hated construction because it was a really analog business. I grew up in it. It was not something I wanted to be in. It was just like I was ever... I was against it forever. Like literally everything about it, I hated. And so, what 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 was the part that really made you hate it? I mean, what what was it? Was it just the manual labor? It was, was the it? the ability to lose it all in a second. Mm-hmm. Literally, just like not structured. I mean, you're building a structure the same exact way from the foundation to the roof, but everywhere in between was just so much turmoil honestly it's just a lot a lot of risk a lot of risk especially if you're doing your own spec houses right i mean i i got to see it because my parents were in it mm-hmm. and so that allowed me to kind of have an inside view and i was like man i see what they're going through i don't want that for my life it's not what you were it's gonna not choose. what i wanted well let's uh let, let's go back just like i start with everybody i want to kind of get to know you i want my audience to get to know you to understand where you came from yeah. so tell us a little bit about your childhood what did your parents do so my parents were developers i uh, grew up with four little brothers mom and a dad they all loved us you know i don't have that tragic story that everybody talks about you were pretty much really rich though you I, were I, really rich though i don't see myself as that way though nine thousand square foot house is yeah i grew rich. up at you know we had a nine thousand square foot house boats jet ski living on a lake but i never saw myself that. i was just the kid that i was hoping everybody wanted to hang out with mm-hmm. right now my parents had my i had nothing Right. And they still, they didn't give They me tell anything. you that, I'm sure, right? Like, you got nothing. Yeah. We have everything. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very clear. Look, you have nothing. That bed you're sleeping in, I'll take it out quick. Yeah, real fast. Yeah. So so that was kind of how I grew up. You know, I went to a private school. I had a, a good education, but I still had struggles as every other person did. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to go to, 
a special reading school, mm-hmm. you know, because even in private school, there was just like, people think with wealth and with all these things, it's just easy life. Yeah. And almost it's the opposite sometimes. Obviously, there, I have a lot of friends and a lot of good, good people I've met that have had really tough lives. Like, I would never want that and I never wish it on anybody. And I think they made their their lives better because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they use that and things happen for them, not to them. Do you think sometimes it's harder though being a kid that had that came from money? I mean, I is, it, is it a little bit harder in, in the sense that like you've been given so much, do you think sometimes the motivation could be lower? Or do you think it drove you to want to do those things, you know, to, to have a better, more successful life? I honestly, I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people say, oh yeah, of course it's easier. And, and quite frankly, I did have a lot of opportunity. My mm-hmm. parents um, gave me opportunity, they didn't give me money, they gave me opportunity to see. I just got to be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. right? So I think that gave me an advantage, but I think that if you have that advantage, you sometimes take it for granted, mm-hmm. right? And, and even in my own family, some of my brothers, mm-hmm. uh, they're not bad, but they're not doing the, the things that really push them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like they're not taking what we were given and then elevating their life to leave a legacy. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I have two little boys. I want to leave a legacy. Right, right. You want to make their life better. And, and, and I think that what, what I was getting with that, what I was, where I was going with that is the fact that you're different. I mean, there's no question about it. You are different from most kids that, that were brought up from wealth. You didn't think about it like as wealth, but you know, coming from where I came from, it's yeah. wealth. You know what I mean? And so I just think that you have, you had so much opportunity, but you're taking that opportunity and actually doing something with it where a lot of people, they don't do anything with yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair statement. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I just love the game, mm-hmm. honestly, like whether my background, whether whatever that might be, I just love playing the game. Mm-hmm. I love business. What do you love about it? Mm-hmm. I like you know, the, I'll say this, the older I'm getting, the more I'm falling in love with the process, almost with the pain of the process. Okay. And I find that's where you have to enjoy your life. And everybody talks about enjoying the process and it's cliche almost, right? But, but when you take a company and I've done this a few times, humbly, like I've had a great opportunity. Somehow I was blessed with this opportunity to, and the brain to be able to understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's natural. Cause I don't, I didn't go to business school. Right. I really didn't. I just picked well, it up. Well, your parents were business school. I mean, learning from yeah. your parents. That was, you know, well, I, I think the, also the good I learned, and the bad. I, I think I learned a lot of what not to do. There you go. But you that's, I mean? that, that sometimes absolutely. is more important absolutely. than what to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I just think it's the process is, you know, to take company from little to big. There's a lot of stuff in between. It's never a quick process as much as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's never you go A to Z. You gotta go through the whole alphabet. Like, and going through that alphabet, you'll create almost mile markers of like, okay, I remember this from last time. I remember that feeling, you know, you really have to be in touch with that part of it. Cause a lot of the things are just, if you look at it on paper, it's never gonna work. And it's never gonna happen. It doesn't work exactly how the diagram shows. No, and then if you look at like what you're doing and you write it out, 
you're gonna get discouraged, right? But you gotta know the feeling. That's what I, I, I guess I'm talking about is really, you know, the feeling of knowing, okay, last time it looked like my back was up against the wall. Last time we were about to fail. We didn't have any more cash flow, blah, blah, blah. But I know the feeling that says, hey, it's not over. And that's what I've come to really understand that, that will help drive me and allows me to be successful really is because I've, I've fallen in love with the process of well, my and business. And it's allowed you to understand that right at that moment when you think all is lost, when you think you're gonna possibly fail, when, when things might not be going your way, you know that if you just keep going, yeah, you've always made it out alive 100%. so far, you know what I mean? You've yeah. always made it out alive and so you just keep pushing and you push and push. Absolutely. And, and look, sometimes things go right, sometimes That's things go wrong, but you yeah. just persevere, persevere right? 100%. And I've learned more from all my failures. Look, I have failed more, more times well, than I've what, what would you say a situation that you might have failed? Or? Uh, you know, I, I like I said, I hated construction. I wanted to get as far away as I could. And so the opportunity came because my dad actually fell off the roof. Okay. Um, the Betty Ford Center in Palm Springs. He was rebuilding the whole, like, that's a big hospital. Did he say, right? like, how he fell off? Like, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Know. He doesn't even remember. No, no, no. So there's a long story. Give us a little bit of background on so that. So my dad was a developer. Okay. 2008, 2009. Okay. I really kind of got into the sales of real estate. Using my, I always wanted to use my brain, not my hands. Right. Now, I obviously know how to work because my parents made me. Right. right? Growing up in construction, I, I was the labor force. Okay. But I wanted to get out of that position and really work with my brain. And so I created this kind of a strategic way to sell these houses in the middle of a, of a kind of the world coming to an end. One of the worst markets right? in history. Of the world, I mean, yeah. in construction, everything was going bad. Mm -hmm. So I was able to do some strategic things with cars and houses and prior them together and sell them off. I got news coverage, all that stuff. I was 17. The reality is I couldn't even sell these houses legally. Like I had to do it through my parents and I was in college. Like it was just nuts. Anyway, so going through that and uh, my dad just kind of got this opportunity to build commercial instead of going residential is, it's just a weird time. If that makes sense, <laughs> you know, um, definitely lost. So he's up on a roof. So he was, he was building this hospital and doing two buildings to one. My brother was with him, my little brother. Um, and all I can say is I remember the moment finding out about it actually. And it's kind of a big blur and that's why yeah. I, I can't really talk about it super much. But uh, my mom came into, I was working at Starbucks time because I didn't want to be a part of the family business. Really? Yeah. And she, I, she literally walked in the door. And I remember literally like the, the feeling just from looking at her face and just, uh, I don't know what, it's the weirdest thing, I've never had it again. But I knew something was wrong. Like, wow. like this crazy feeling. Like, I, I don't anyway, it was nuts. So, so, so what did you, what happened? I mean, so, things started to fall apart. Yeah, so, so what happened is literally, like my mom, I had to, I was the oldest of five boys, like I said. We had a 9,000 square foot house, a dog, and four little brothers. And your dad's in a coma. And my mom's on a plane to California to be with my dad who's in emergency brain surgery. Wow. And I'm stuck at 18, 19 years old with instantly 
being the parent, instantly being the head of the household. My dad was the matriarch. He was the family. He was brave. He was like the hero. Everybody knows him. And in that moment, just done. Which shows you wealth, honestly. It's like, it's there. Money's nothing. That's what well, money can be there one moment and it's, the next it's moment. It's literally what we make it. Right. You know what I mean? And so the experiences and the things, I mean, that's not really a failure, but that led me to the opportunity of, I just really, at that point, like I already made these tra- I just didn't want anything to do with it. I was kind of running away, honestly. Right. To get back to your question, um, I went into fashion. Okay. So I created this. That's um, why you dress so good. Yeah, I, I get a lot of fashion tips from really cool people like you, and I just watch your Instagram. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's what I do. That's the truth. No, so I went into fashion, and that took me all over the world, actually. And, and I got to really experience a lot of things with my first real business venture. And um, I ended up going to China, manufacturing in Guangzhou, selling in Brazil, bringing it to the United States. Which was fun, and we had a $12 million fashion brand. The way I got that was crazy. I was in the street corner of Peru, actually, and met this guy who, anyway, just nuts. So you meet this guy in Peru, yeah. and he goes, hey, hey I, I want, want to you... start a brand with me. Yeah. So like, you guys start a brand like, There's a whole long story that's another show, but <laughs> that's a whole long story. Anyway, long story short is, you know, that was about time Forever 21 was coming out. So that fast fashion, and we failed miserably. Okay. Like the U.S., didn't like the style, mm-hmm. it didn't. Like, it, there's just so many different ways. Now looking back, I'm like, dude, how did I ever think that was gonna work? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the biggest failures of my entire life, my career, everything. Were you devastated at that time? Or did you feel like you here's wasted what, time? Like, what was going through No, so here's what it was, actually. I was getting married. Okay. And my wife's like, hey, you need to get a real job. I'm like, I was in real estate before that I made a lot of, I was the youngest member of the country club at 21 was playing golf three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And then I went in fashion and lost my butt. Mm-hmm. But it took me all over the world. And I learned more from that. That's the key though. I learned more from that experience of failure. And I have that feeling to know, okay, that was not the right way to do it. Now I know to do it the right way, right? And I knew what was successful in real estate. And one of the things that's not successful in fashion is just, it's opinion based, mm-hmm. right? Whether somebody likes you or doesn't like you is whether you sell or you're bankrupt. Like, and that to me just didn't, didn't really work. And so I was getting married at the time. I went back into real estate, did really well. I helped build a $100 million portfolio. So I went literally from a failure to a great position back in real estate. And uh, helped automate that company, bring up their processes, um, their SOP system, uh, standard operating procedures to digitize them. So, so you're pretty good with technology then. You, you, you like, know I'm a you, millennial. You, yeah, I hated you that. You embraced technology. Yeah. You embraced it. Though. I did because I had to. Right. I, I feel like the thing I hated about construction is there was no technology. Yeah, it's absolutely. a very analog dinosaur. It hasn't changed over the last century. Absolutely. That's what I didn't like. Right. And so now that I've had these experiences and gone through this process, I understand that. So now it leads me to what I'm doing today, which is crazy. So we'll, we'll get into yeah, that. Absolutely. We'll get into that for sure. Well, keep watching. No, I'll, 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 a little bit. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, so now, did you play sports growing up? I did. I played you baseball. Ever, like, how competitive are you? How competitive are you? It depends on who you ask. Like, like <laughs> I'm extremely from one business, to ten. How in business? Yeah. I'm extremely competitive. Right. I want to be the absolute best at everything I do. Okay. There is no question. Which 
sometimes allows me to be a little more aggressive than others because I want to win. Right. But then, like, in sports or in, in even, like, male testosterone situations, right. You're not. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I care about one thing. Yeah. And it's helping people grow their businesses because that's what I like doing. I enjoy helping them along that process to get them to succeed because I've done it. Right. Not, not because I'm better than anybody, but I just got lucky. Mm-hmm. I feel more and I just kept going. You figured it out. You figured it out. And so, I mean, when, when you think about like financial education and like your education, you didn't graduate college though, right? Did you graduate I've been two college? Year, yeah, so two I went years? to high school for two years and then I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to go straight to college. And well, what did you think about college? Like, what do you think about college? I mean, how important Nowadays, I have a different opinion because I have kids. Okay. When I, if you ask me now versus when I was... 22. Well, tell me how you thought about it at 22. At 22, when I said, F college, I'm out of here. Yeah. I had a professor that was teaching me economics, and I realized I made more money part-time <laughs> in my real estate business than he made teaching me about economics. I said, this is a broken system. Right. Like, this is not for me. I, I just, I, but now that I have children, and I wouldn't say that, you can't, you can learn things on YouTube. You can learn things, you know, on the internet. Right. You can't learn wisdom. You can only get that through experience. Right. Right. So do you think college so gives I you think, that wisdom? Or? I think college gives you an experience okay. that allows you to, allows to prepare you for the future. Right. And and allows you to make connections. Wonder wonder if I'm some. Does that make sense? Wonder if I'm, well, I mean, look, I, I I just have a different opinion only because I just feel like there's so much wasted time in college. Now, again, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a, a lawyer, yeah. if you want to be an economics teacher, you're gonna yeah. have to go to college. I mean, 100%. that's just the way it is. But for somebody maybe like me that loved business yeah. and loved sales and loved building relationships and, and becoming you know, financially successful. I mean, all I wanted to do at 21 was be financially independent before I was 30. That's all I thought about every single yes. day for 10 years, for nine years, that's all I thought about. And so I just think the challenge is if I would've went to college I would have missed out on those first three, four years of me being in the field, getting my ass kicked every day, I, experience, you know what I mean? I would have missed out on those, because I mean, in, in what, I don't know, three years, I was already making $100,000 a year. 100%. So I was making double what the average person out of college was 100%. making. In, but all that came from is because number one, I embraced an opportunity, number two, I, I got my ass kicked, like you said, the experience of life yes. got me there. So look, I, I'm, I'm with you, with the, you know, my, my son's right here with yeah. us right now. And I tell him every day, look, you want to go to college, go to college. I'll pay for it. It's all taken care of. Yes. You, you want to be something like, but you got to show me that you want to do something that valuable. It, yeah. Like, yeah, like, are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be a lawyer? Yeah. You're going to have some sort of field that you know, but if you're not, I ain't paying for shit. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not paying for nothing. I'm not going to pay for him to go down to San Diego State and party for four years. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. He can do that on his own if he wants. I mean, and I think we're different. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. we love business. We're meant for it. Right. Honestly. Right. Like, it's kind of like destiny, manifest, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It teaches on, but we were meant for this. I think so. And so, college, no college, I don't think it would have made a difference, honestly. I don't think it would have made a difference. But to at all. some people, 
It does. I think it makes a difference because it allows them to get on their own and gives them an opportunity to figure out what they want. Right. Should they go right from high school? Maybe not, honestly. Right. Get some experience in life and see what you really like. Right? right? But that's... I'm that's gonna, a great answer. I'm right not going to discourage somebody from going because I didn't go. Yeah. I would always encourage schooling and education, but sometimes self-education. I read more books than anybody. That Favorite yeah, book? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Good so, stuff, yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing a webinar with Sharon Lecter. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. books was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. She's the co-author. Yep. co-author. And uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're so right. I mean, so you read a book a month, a book a week? Um, what do you, you know, I go to sometimes because my schedule is really crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, when I'm on the plane, I, I fly every week. I'm, you usually, or anything, I'm, I'm always listening to some kind of education. Okay, cool. Always. So multiple times a week, whether it's a book, a podcast, something like that. I mean, nowadays with books are so... Fluid. Does that make sense? Like you can get what you get in a whole book in a podcast or the mentor box from Ty and all those guys. So I'm always. You're you're good friends with Tim Story, right? So how did you guys meet and how did that relationship start? Um, So my parents knew him a little bit when I was a little kid um, through a mutual friend. And then I was in Hawaii at a conference probably two years ago Mm -hmm. at a business conference and he was one of the speakers. And so we're like, dude, where you been? What you been doing? Uh, we'll see if he remembered me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. He, he's so nice though. Oh, like he's nice. one of the best guys I've ever met. And he made me feel like, dude, I totally remember you. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, so then we just kept in touch. And then we just kind of grew into, you know, the relationship we have, which is super good friends. He's a great mentor. He's one of my absolute, the best mentor oh, I've ever yeah. yeah. And so anything we have, I definitely... Uh, run it by him or talk to him about it and so but you need a mentor obviously I mean I mean that's that's so important it, it's you know you have books that's what we're talking about is education mm-hmm. right mentors right up there with them right. would you rather pay a hundred thousand to go have Grant Cardone as a mentor and learn right there right because what you're doing is compressing his experience and he's downloading right into you it's right simple some of these professors not to get on a rant they don't have any experience mm-hmm. They just been in the classroom mm-hmm. and they learned, they got their degree and now they're just regurgitating what they, which I don't know. And most of the shit's old shit information too. I mean, it's all pile of crap. I mean, you know, especially like technology. I mean, by the time you get out oh. of college, if you go to college to learn My about wife. computers, Look, once you're out, it's, it's already outdated. hundred percent. My wife is a great example. She grew up super, super like ridiculously dirt poor. Okay. And then she put herself through college student loans and which she didn't have many of them um but she also got a lot of scholarships and then she got her degree and she went into the workforce she couldn't get a job mm-hmm. now she's doing well flying around the world all over mm-hmm. for her own little side business what does she do what kind uh of... i can't say okay all right very good but she's doing good yeah so she has her little thing and we have two That's kids awesome. and we, we make That's it work awesome. but She's not doing what her degree's in. Right. And so it's like, do you really, it's a whole. Do you really, do you yeah. really, really need it? So, okay. I'm so, going to get some fire. I'm going to get some tweets. No, no, it's good. I mean, and, and I get them all Send the time. Send them to I mean, him. He, yeah. He's the one that asked me the question. Yeah, no, I, 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 look, I, I, I call, <laughs> look, no, I, I call, I call college. No, I, I honestly, I, 100%, like, I, I, I call, call, I mean, I am on camera right now telling you college is a scam. 
for most people, not everybody, yeah. but it's a scam for most people because they, 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 they hook you in and they take $50,000 out of your pocket. Uh, that could be 50 grand that you could have traveled the world, you could have built relationships, you could have paid for a lot of people's dinners. I mean, you, you realize, yeah. if you want to take me to dinner, I'll give you my information if you just take me to You know how many dinners I like? I Mastro's Ocean Club. There you go. Make a reservation, send it to me, I'll be there. Let's go, anytime, man. I mean, so I, I but I just think it's, it's um, I just want people to, you know, I have a saying that I always sell time. I say, do it now. And, yeah. and I, I, I want people to have a do it now attitude. And I feel like sometimes we over, Anal I mean, analyze yeah. things, right? We overthink 100%. shit instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to get up right now. I'm going to go make a phone call. I'm going to try to set up an appointment. I'm going to take somebody to lunch. I'm going to go buy somebody breakfast. I'm going to take them out to dinner and I'm going to build that relationship. That's it. That's, that's all you have to do. So yeah, good, good stuff, man. We're, we're going to, we're going to get into all that stuff. Okay. Um, I just want to remind everybody, this is the Wealth on the Beach podcast with Daniel Alonzo and our incredible guest, Spencer Chambers. You need to make sure you follow him uh, before this is done. Uh, so anyways, like, think about um, right now in what you're doing, all right? So what are the biggest challenges in your industry right now and how are you trying to fix them or yes, trying to change things? Absolutely. Industry? So I'm, I, believe it or not, we're back into construction. Perfect. Old dog new tricks, right? That's it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so I went back into construction and realized it's broken. So I took all my experiences from fashion, from real estate investing on a massive level, mm -hmm. um, banking, insurance, all these things collectively, and I became the world's leading virtual contractor. Awesome. So what does that mean? Explain so, that to me. So what it means is it allows me to help the person who has a property, so an investor, a contractor, a developer, a flipper, whatever you're doing that has to do with property and adding value to it through construction, I'm the guy to call because I have systems, processes, budgets, everything you would ever need that will allow you to be standardized like you should have in a general contractor, but without the overhead of a general contractor. Okay. So let me, let me just try to figure this out. So you have programs, systems yeah. and programs like apps and I have an app, I have programs and stuff 100%. like that. So if I'm a contractor and I go and I get your app and I get your systems, you can use my back end office just like it's yours and you're look like a genius. And you're gonna look like the best guy. In so the I plug in my numbers. No, we do it all for you. You plug in the numbers we, for me. Literally, it's the okay. best. It's like so you think of Uber, right? Okay. I want to be the app. You guys be the drivers, connect you with the consumers, and I'm just the app in the background making it all work. You don't have to know how it works. You don't have to know, okay, if you call the guy and he's there in five minutes, like contractors don't need to worry about that. They need to be, I'm the driver, I know I got a client, and I need it done. Take them up, you're done. Take them where they gotta go, get the job done. So you're saying that if I'm a contractor, you guys are going to book appointments for me as well? I have the ability, the ability to get you leads. Leads. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you're going to get me leads. And then once I get those leads, all I got to do is allow your back end. We'll to create your budgets. We'll create, you know, you got to do your estimating. Obviously. Okay. All right. But then you give us your estimate. You get a signed contract, which is literally fill in the blank. You go okay. right through our little you website. You have all the contracts Everything. and all that kind of stuff. So literally it, it doesn't standardize. 
the industry because there is standards in this and then kind of each state has different regulate all that stuff right that that i'm not going to mess with mm -hmm. but in, in the standard operating procedures of a construction company you know you have to have a budget you have to have a gaunt chart schedule like well, what's a gaunt chart so it's one of those that have all all the um tasks that need to be done all the trades okay and then it has a bar of how long it's going to take and then you have what's called predecessors I don't want to get into too technical because I don't know. But this, this, is, this is interesting though for a lot of people that are listening. They've never dealt because our audience, we have a lot of small business okay. owners and a lot of salespeople. And so this is interesting because, I mean, at least for me, I know it's yeah. interesting for me because we've never really dove into understanding how construction works. 100%. Because, you know, somebody says, hey, I want to be a contractor. I go get a contractor's license and yeah. they think they're a contractor. But they're losing money like crazy. They have no, is, that, is that right? That's a thousand percent. That's why I hated the industry. There you go. And so I hated the industry for that exact reason. Right. Because, how, okay, you have a budget, but who uses the budget? What is a budget? What's a construction budget? Who's a trade partner? What's a predecessor? Right. Most contractors don't know what predecessors What's are. What's a predecessor? It's... If you have a drywall guy and you have a painter, who who's gonna go on the job site first? Okay. The drywall's gotta go up so that the painter comes so up and paint the wall. You guys schedule all these yes. people in order so that uh, way you're getting it done correct. Exactly. You don't have to come back twice. Exactly. Efficiency. So my thing is all about when you're building, we gotta build it on time and on budget. So we have to be efficient in everything we're doing. And we can usually do it in half the time and make double the amount of money than most contractors because of our efficiency. So it's so when you say double the money, it's because you're We're getting done quicker and adding value to the client as well? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, what's the point of doing construction? Right. Construction is to make something better. You're never constructing just to, just to construct, right? Then it's just a little household project that you paint a wall, right? But paint adds value to a house, right? right? So anytime you're doing construction, you gotta look at it as an investment. That's, that's where I come completely different into this industry. Is most contractors just go into remodel a kitchen. They don't understand that's your biggest value. Uh, your biggest asset in your life is probably your main home. And you're upgrading your kitchen, spending $25,000, which is the average price of a kitchen. It's gonna add 40,000 to the value of your home. That's an investment. Like, you gotta look at this as an investment. It's not just, oh, I'm a contractor. I'm not an upgraded tradesman. You know, a tradesman doing drywall then becomes a general contractor because he has so many years experience and all that. That's great, but where's the business aspect of that? Right? So you're almost, you're almost trying to get contractors, which, I mean, my father was in construction, so I, I get it. You know, I, I mean, I was that kid that I was mm -hmm. hammering in baseboards when I was yeah. you know, 12 years old or whatever. And I remember going on jobs and now he's a contractor, but I just, I don't ever see him as a, you know, like there's no systems in place. You know, yeah. he, he does a bid and I don't mean this condescendingly, but no, it's no, not no. a business. No, that's like what I'm saying. Like they run it as a job site, that's not as a business. That's it. Like you have a construction company, right? Yes. You're not a contractor. You don't go in and do the work. My parents, they did the work because it made them a lot of cash. Right. And, and so that's where it's like, okay, you can have a lot of cash, but where's your, you're susceptible to so many different things. What if you get hurt? 
that happened. Mm-hmm. What if the market turned? That happened. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect storm, call it what you want. But you went down. I don't care how big you are. My dad was huge in in a, building a two hundred fifty million dollar remodel. Right. Went down in one day. And Why? It's going no on. infrastructure. That's my opinion. No. But I think it's because of infrastructure. Because if he would have been running my system, I could have easily either taken over, hired another CEO, hired a CEO, whatever we had to do, and it would have kept running. Nobody would have known. Right. But you had no infrastructure. That's why I went into this business. It's, it's interesting because I was just having this conversation uh, last night, actually, okay. with, with a bunch of my agents. And I was explaining to them how there's no, uh, you know, salespeople are a dime a dozen. You know, anybody can sell a product. Anybody can come in. Anybody can come and hammer some nails. You yes. know, anybody can do that stuff. But I think that the mark of a successful company or the mark of a successful business is when you treat it like a business. Yes. When you actually treat and what I'm excited right now. I like I can't even tell you, Spencer. I'm so excited about talking with you because this is what I this is the message. This is a big part of the message because I mean I duplicate systems. That's why yes. I have 43 locations. 100%. They're all independent locations running on their own. If 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 I got majorly hurt or sick I still have 99% of my cash flow coming yes. in with or without me. Yes. And so, but, but the reason why that happened is because I, de- I built systems early on mm-hmm. so I could actually have a real business. Like, like, for example, I have, you know, where my agents, they plug in how many appointments they have 100%. today. And then we follow up on those appointments. We want to know what happened on those appointments. We want to, you know, instead the of just hoping, yeah, the yeah. data behind because. What I was explaining last night is that and a lot of my audience right now is going to get what I'm saying okay. is the fact that, that, you know, what, what happens like at the end of the week, I can look at a ratio yep. and I can say, okay, we had a shitty week. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. But what happened? But why? what happened? But what? Like yeah. most people, they just have a shitty week and they're like, well, fuck, I'm just going to try to do better this next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, 100%. instead of going back and saying, okay, what happened on this appointment? What happened on this one? What happened? So I can physically call these people and go, look, what happened? And they go, well, I got this objection. I didn't know how to overcome it. So yeah. instead of them making that same mistake the next week, we can nip that shit on the butt right now 100%. and go, that's not, I'm going to teach you how to overcome that objection. Yes. So you never have to get killed out in the field again. Yep. You know it, man. You know, so anyway, exactly. is, what do you think about that? I think it's a hundred percent right. That's what you're and so what I've done is now that I know that exactly, right. and I'll take it even a step further. That's when you can start scaling. That's it. And that's where my virtual contractor came in because I know this, you know this. And we have the same process every time. We've got the systems in place. Now I'm just helping people say, hey, I've built the system. Use it, please. That's it. I want to help people use the system I built. And that's where automation now comes in. And you're partnering the experience and wisdom with the technology. And so it's not a robot doing it. You have to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just quick fix, but you understand it. So now, honestly, if you're a contractor that's not on a system like ours, the consumer can go direct to me. Right. They don't need you. Right. So, so why, why wouldn't you as a contractor, right? Right. Well, because the, the, the client, the, you know, the consumer out there, they They're want smart. efficiency. They want to do it for the least amount of cost. And I work with a lot of consumers. Right. I have a product gun for hire construction management okay. where I work with consumers. Right. Why? Because 
a lot of consumers with DIY and Cristina Musso, who's a friend of ours, like, they know how to do it. You can Google stuff. You can YouTube it. If you don't know how to put in a door, YouTube it. You'll learn. But guess what? When you have a door, or here's an example. Went into a house this week. I was on the phone with you, actually, the day this happened. And the floor of this was ply- is supposed to be plywood, like a hardwood. And it was particle board, which is like a little press board. It's not, not strong. Integrity of the build. What happens when you YouTube it and you realize it's different than the video? What do you do? Right. You call me. I'm your virtual car. I still have that wisdom to say, oh, well, here's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right? So you still need someone. It's like that uncle, that safety net. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like you in your business with the sales guys. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to deal with the objection. That's fine. That's why they call you. Call me up. Let's have a It's the same situation. I think it goes for so many different businesses too. Right. It's not just contracting or construction or investing, right? I think it goes so many different places. And there's so much in your systems is just a great example for anybody that's watching right now or listening. If you're in real estate, if you're in, you know, whatever business that you're, if you're, if you're a hairstylist, yeah. you better have a freaking system, man. I, I consulted for a hairstylist, actually. There you go. There you go. Believe that or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's booking appointments online now. Mm-hmm. His business has grown. He used to be at a barbershop. And this is where I get my enjoyment. Like, money's good. Cars are fun. But I enjoy seeing people succeed. I don't know. You probably have the same feeling. Yeah, of course. I mean, he now has his own salon. He's kind of a celebrity doing, like, literally, I can't say who, but on the Lakers team, mm-hmm. he's clipping their hair. That's awesome. Like, and he's got his own salon now. He's doing a huge, he just had to upgrade his space. Like he's going to Hawaii, we're going together actually. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta automate, but he, nobody's gonna replace him cutting hair. Right. You can't replace that. But your systems on the back end can help you. So you get more people, more money. It's a volume-based business. Well, in, in, in how, what's going through my mind right now is we just did our bathroom and we did, we actually did all the bathrooms in the house and uh, with, we had a contractor mm-hmm. come out and he, uh, unfortunately, I mean, he lost his ass. I mean, big time, lost his ass. I mean, it's kind of, you know, disheartening for me because it took him so effing long, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which, you know, I would never use him again as a contractor because uh, he just, I mean, I mean, they broke, they broke, th- you know what I mean? They broke things. They were inefficient. I mean, they took forever. Nothing really got done on time. I mean, there was, they, again, they had to come back so many times. They still have crap that they haven't fixed and it's been six months. And, you know, there was a faucet that, uh, I mean, just little things like that with it was put in wrong. And then now they can't come back because they're so busy on another thing that there's no understanding time and understanding efficiency. And so I, I guarantee you there was no system behind anything. I guarantee you there was no automation. There was no system behind anything. Had he had some sort of checklist 100%. where he could just run right through it, you know, and just make sure that everybody knew their job. It could have been done. I don't know. I mean, what, what, yeah. what could he have done differently, man? So I think there's definitely, hey, you got to have clear expectations, right? right. The expectation, look, there's going to be dust. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. You're doing construction. Done. Period. Yep. Understand. You, it's going to be inconvenient 100%. Right. Understand. You're going to have a punch list at the end that you got to go through and do touch-up paint. Right. Totally get it. Right. But in the process, 
you gotta set clear expectations with your clients. And that's what, with me and my clients, I actually have, through my app, literally every time we get done with one thing, you click a button that has a check mark as internally as a contractor, mm -hmm. and it automatically sends a message to your client saying, like, hey. Like an email or something. Yeah, yeah. it's a personal email from awesome. me, but it reminds me, say, let them know that this bathroom vanity got installed. Just, just remind, and that alone Love just it. allows customers to be like, oh, I understand what's Dude, going on. Dude, I would use that you alone. in a heartbeat. That alone is genius, man, is genius. So we're using that. I, I negotiate, I have a company in Washington. We. We actually have a direct consumer to keep me in the pulse, and honestly, I love the business now. Um, now that I've kind of got it oiled up right. and automated, I enjoy doing construction now, believe it or not. It, I look at it differently. I'm not doing remodels, I'm adding value to somebody's home. It's different. Good stuff, man. I, I could do this for two more hours, man. Um, what, uh, what advice do you give yourself, man? I mean, you know, your younger self, you know, you're 16 years old. Just what advice, what, 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 what advice would you give my son right now? I mean, he, he's grown up pretty well. I mean, he's done well his whole life. What, what advice could you give him? Say, so just keep going. Don't stop and literally follow whatever crazy idea and dream that's inside of you. Just go for it. Like, don't stop. Don't get talked out of it. Everybody's gonna think you're crazy, and you probably are, but that's what's gonna make you successful. Love Just it. don't stop. Don't stop, man. Keep, keep believing, buddy. All right, and, uh, and last question, um, you know, what's, what's, what's the ultimate dream for you, man? I mean, like, is there a certain place that you wanna live? Is there a certain kind of lifestyle that you wanna live? I mean, you're in the grind right now, you're building it, you've been successful already, you're helping a lot of people right now. What's that ultimate goal? So I want a private island okay. in Greece. Awesome. Take my private jet, enjoy it with my family. Family's big to me. I want to just make sure everybody that I have been with me, let's say, before this, they're with me at the end. That's my ultimate goal. And just enjoy life. Like, enjoy the process. Everything's it's an ending. Like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel as far as, like, I made it aha moment where you have the Ferraris and the boats and all that. Like, it's the process. Enjoy that process. Obviously, nice things. I like nice things. But enjoy it. Don't almost... A lot of people, I feel, kind of wait to go and then they can allow themselves to enjoy once they've made it, right? It's a choice. It really is a choice in the process, in the worst part of it. Say, so, you know what? I'm doing what I love. It's gonna get me that much better and further down the road. I'm just gonna enjoy this. Enjoy the ride, man. Uh, I tell people all the time, what really is gonna make you happy is the progress. The mm -hmm. progress that you're making, that little next step, that little next growth in your life, that's what's gonna make you happy. That, that's what brings me fulfillment to know that every time I do a podcast, every time I you know, help a new agent, every time we open up a new location, every time somebody reaches the goal of maybe hitting their first $100,000 that year, whatever it yeah. is, you know, every time there's a milestone, that's what brings me joy, 100%. that's what makes me happy, and that's what fuels me to keep driving, to keep building, to keep going, to keep trying to, to make a difference, because look, man, I mean, the money, it's, it's great, I mean, you can make a lot of money, and I wanna make a lot of money, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but I, I just feel like I wanna help a lot of people in the process, because that's, to me, a part of the process, that's a part of yes. the fun. 
That's a part of living and being a human being is trying to, if, if there's some way I can make your life better, I want to try to make your life better. And, and if there's some way that this today, that me and Spencer have brought in value to you, then, you know, make sure you follow them, you know? So anyways, so tell, tell our audience how they can connect with you, man, how we get together with Instagram. you. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Millennials. CEO Chambers. Okay. All my stuff. DM me. All my links are there. You can just, links in there in the bio, all that. But one practical tip. Okay. So I like to leave practical tips and advice. In that process, reward yourself. It doesn't have to be a Ferrari. You don't have to wait and prolong it and make yourself suffer. If you do good and you get a sale that's $100, go buy yourself a sucker. Go buy yourself an ice cream. Take your kids out and say, hey, we're gonna go to ice cream because dad closed a deal today. And it's not much. Anybody can afford a lollipop. Right, right. Uh, and if not, I'll send you one. Um, not, I mean that respectfully. But just reward yourself in the little things, in the little increment, and you'll begin to literally like, they'll just get bigger and bigger. That's all it is. It's, it's just momentum, building that momentum of success. I, I totally agree with that. I remember every time we'd have a month end, the month would be over. We would take him when he was, especially yeah. when he was a little kid, uh, littler, uh, we, we'd go to Disneyland. Yep. You know, we'd just go and we'd people watch, go on the rides and hang out and just, you know, go have a nice dinner or whatever, but just something every single month where we knew we were working hard. We knew we were after it. We knew that we were going to reward ourselves for a good month. Now, if we had a shitty month, then maybe we wouldn't do that. Maybe we'd do something a little smaller or whatever, but we, we always try to reward ourselves for doing well. So that's, that's yeah, practical, that, really, really positive part of it. How good you did or what you did better. Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a time to reflect as yes. well. So, all right, everybody. Hey, look, man, this has been absolutely incredible. I mean, ups and downs, adversity, uh, you know, it, it also shows us that you got to have systems in place. Um, you know, have systems to make sure that you're on time for your clients, on budget for your clients, you know, get it done in half the time, figure out ways to make it more valuable for the people that you're serving in your business. And, uh, and of course, make it better, understand the process, love the process, enjoy the process, reward yourself when you, when you have little successes, because they're little milestones that as time goes on, uh, is going to fuel you to keep going and having even more milestones and yes. successes and, and things like that. And so, uh, you know, wanted to, to, to also remind you to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. I don't know. He might not have a Facebook or you know, oh, I do. he's yeah, got yeah, a Facebook yeah. too. So follow us on Facebook also. But, uh, you know, check out the, the YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel, lots and lots of free content. Uh, always I'm posting up there. Uh, of course, I'm signing people up every single week for my Wealth on the Beach Club. That's uh, one hour with me, half an hour lesson, half an hour Q&A. Uh, love making a difference in people's lives. But uh, just remember that it's all about dreaming bigger but always remembering to have a do it now mindset. Love you guys, God bless. Have a great day, see you at the top.